Listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your host, Steve and BB from the Potter Than Hell Podcast. But since I know now, I think I'll go now and find someone who loves me right. So the kind of sugar pop on And when you do it, it drives me Potter than oh wait damn hello you are listening to the growing up rock podcast with your host this week steve wright and our co-host this week is going to be ryan bb bannon what's up bb hey ready what's going on buddy nothing nothing i want to uh welcome everybody to the growing up rock podcast you have your not usual hosts on this show today we're doing something a little different we're recording our solo albums and quotations. We're gonna do the Kiss solo albums. We're doing two albums. Me and BB and Dylan and BC are gonna do two other albums. The albums that we're doing today is we got the short end of the stick. We got Peter Chris, <laughs> but we got the other shining end. We have Ace Fraley also. We're gonna do a little solo album action here. And uh, BB, do you do you remember even when the solo albums came out? I know you're a younger, a little younger guy. Um, here. Actually, when I was younger, when these came out, the only LP I had of the four were Paul's. Paul was the only one I had. I had it, and it, and it, I probably got it around, I guess, say around 1980. I don't think I got it when it came out. Okay. In '78, because now I'm only six. I was say you would have been six, right? I'm six, so uh, I'm gonna say around 1979, 1980. This is this is this is the period that I I got in the Kiss. I followed my cousin around. He was a humongous Kiss fan, and I would steal, you know albums and take them home and play them and so he's definitely the my kiss influence and i do remember having the paul stanley solo album and like i said that was the only one i had okay i remember um when they first came on i was 10 at the time and i picked up actually i picked up paul's first and i i I really liked it and then uh, my buddy rob he was the ace guy so he picked up ace and i remember we kind of you know, compared things there, albums and stuff, and then I then I got jeans. Actually, then I got Peters, I think, and then I got jeans last. We'll we'll, we'll get in. We'll get into definitely get into uh, what's what else is happening with the with the albums. We'll we'll talk about them a little a little more. Um, as in growing up rock podcast tradition, we will do a word of the day. Today's word of the day is solo, which you will hear many times and I already have today. It's called thing done by one person unaccompanied. However, we're putting a little twist on that today, BB, because we're like not unaccompanied. It's just me and you. There's yeah. two of us. Yeah. So solo, you know, it, it not as like a, maybe we could have had we could drink out like a solo cup today or something instead of our, oh, of our regular beer bottles that we we're good we're known to drink on our 
Potter Than Hell podcast. And I uh, just want to thank thank those guys letting us do this. It's a kind of a great little April Fool's little type April joke. So, uh, and check out the Potter Than Hell podcast because their solo album episodes are going to be on our podcast today also. So we're doing it all released, just like Kiss did it. We're releasing all our solo episodes <laughs> all in one day. So we'll see which one gets more downloads. Maybe that, we, maybe we'll be like the Paul. Oh, these these guys will get more downloads. These, they have they have Sonny on the podcast. Oh, they have yeah. Sonny on the podcast. How can they not? He was get like more? the fifth member of Kiss, wasn't he? He just never had a solo album released. That's true. That's true. I think, I think, he I didn't think sing background because he said he sings in Z flat. So, <laughs> um, okay. So let's get into this. But before we do, how about a word from Samantha? Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. All right, so hopefully I can I can keep Sonny's um, Z-flat vocals, and let's crank it up! Crank me up! It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. All right, for this week for the Crank It Up Spotlight, we're, we're not going to play a song, but I have a pick. It's uh, the Herman, the new Herman Frank album. It came out this year, 2019. It's uh, a really good album. It's called uh, Fight the Fear. He's a former one of the former guitar players in Accept. And um, it's a great album. It's just a great metal album. Hope you guys check it out. And uh, BB, what do you got? Um, I have the... Lead singer from The Rods. His name is David Rock Feinstein. Uh, this album was released in 2013. It's called The Clash of Armor. So if you guys have never heard of The Rods, you know uh, we have a, a great friend who plays drums on there, Carl Kennedy. He's been on our show a couple times. Fantastic, fantastic drummer. And The Rods are humongous in Europe. Not so much in the U.S., which is still baffles my mind. Very sad. They put out some kick-ass music over the... Since 1982, they've been putting out music. This album from from David Rock is just a a, a great solo album. It shows his vocal range and uh, some great kick-ass rock tunes on there. So give that a, a check out. It's called The Clash of Armor. And also look for new Rod's music, hopefully coming this year. And um, so definitely check them out. Check out Herman Frank, Fight the Fear. Check out David Feinstein, Clash of Armor. Clash of Armor. Clash of Armor. Okay, there's your Crank It Up spotlight, you guys. And um, let's get into a little solo album here. We're going to let B.B. do the, the first pick. Uh, B.B., what song did you pick first? Um, it's going to come off the Ace album. And the song is Speeding Back to My Baby. I wanted to pick this song because it really showcases this era of 70s music. Because when you think of Ace, you're just thinking of like the guitar, the rocket shooting out of his guitars. And this album really, really surprised me, especially the the female background vocals on this song that you'll hear. Um, she is she is fantastic, and you know, and I'm sorry I do not know who who this woman is, but especially towards the towards the end of the song, you'll you'll hear her her vocals. She does the background vocals. Yeah, yeah. I, I always like the song. I love the I love the riffs in it. And um, when we got this, BC and I went down and we got to see Ace and the Ace Frehley band play the the solo album in its entirety, and it was great. and And it does show what Ace can do if he if he practices somewhat. Uh, the sound system was kind of shitty there, but it was so cool to see 
this album played in its entirety. We'll we'll definitely be talking about how how much Ace Ace was a big surprise for these guys when this album came out, and I. I think the other guys in the band were a little jealous of how good this album turned out. I think that they really didn't have a whole lot of confidence in Ace when he put this album out. And it's it's a scorcher. And it's actually my favorite solo album out of the four, only for the reason that there's no songs on there that I skip. Even Fractured Mirror I will listen to. All right. But on Paul's album, Hold Me, Touch Me, absolutely kills me. I want to run out into traffic when that song comes on. So that's the only skipper on the on the Paul Stanley album. That's the only reason that I like the Ace album a little more than Paul's. But Paul's album is is slamming too. And I would have loved to see this actually open up the album. I think the the opening guitar riff is so much heavier and it really brings out Ace's ability than than rip it out. And that would have been that, that's a good point. And it's a little bit longer. You know, it just that's it right. like really grabs you. You know. So, you know, it would have been a, just, you know, because, you know, I'm a, a great album producer, you know. But, but that would, I thought, that, I think that would be really, really cool to see that open up the album. All right, so let's check out Speeding Back to My Baby.
great tune. I, that opening riff is still kick ass. And uh, and once again, I hope you guys enjoyed that that female vocalist towards the end. There's probably maybe like you know thirty seconds, and she and she's just she just I think she goes speed in back, speed in back. Just just a great way to end the end the song. I just thought really really cool ace tune. Like I said, you really don't expect to hear that background vocal coming from an ace album. Yeah, that's a great that's a great song and it's a and and I I you know, I never even thought about opening the album with that song. I think it's a, it's a great oh. idea. So now let's delve in a little bit to the PC album and I don't mean politically correct, I mean Peter Chris. And um, the first the song that I picked for that is Hooked on Rock and Roll. It's uh, kind of like a this album is is just so different from everything else that that these guys put out. Even Jeans is a little weird too, but Peter's is totally not anywhere near the Kiss realm. And it was kind of thought about at the time that like this is the kind of music that your parents listen to. But if you think about it, he's he's the older guy in the band, and he had different influences than than you know the other three guys in the band had because you know uh, they had Zeppelin and Humble Pie and the Who and Led. Uh, did I say Led Zeppelin already? Mm-hmm. Okay, well. They were a double influence on them. But they had bands like them. But Peter Chris was influenced by guys like Gene Krupa and more of a big band, a swing kind of thing. So his his take on what he wanted to put out there, I think, was was much different than, than the other guys. And I don't know if he just wanted to see what he could prove. or I, I don't know what his actual thinking on the album was. But um, I went back and listened to this album. And it's it's not as terrible as I thought it was, and it's kind of one of them when you. I think that all the conversation that goes on about it is that people are like, "Oh, Peter, Chris," and and listening to other people talk bad about it kind of makes you hate it also. But I went back and listened to it, and I and I remember when I when I did get this album, you know, and I was you know ten years old when I got it, I. I listened to this album a lot. I when I put this album back on, I'm like, wow, I, I I remember listening to all these songs. And it was it was another Kiss album. It was one of them, you know, if it's Kiss it was out there, you, you played it over and over again. Peter didn't even play drums on all the songs either. Wow. See not surprising coming, you know, coming that you think he's gonna be he's gonna be the main guy, you know, vocally, but you know, he, he could show the world of hey, you know, I can I can't only sing but I can really, you know, beat the crap out of these skins. And there's not a lot of skin being no. crap being and, and, on this and album. that's definitely not a not a not a star for this but like you said you know he's got the big band's swing era in his in his back pocket so you know you're not going to hear the the kick ass you know heavy guitar big vocals like Paul or, or Ace would put out so and and as you can in what really got my interest is the guy who produces the Vinny, Vinny Poncia. Poncia. So now you know where the influence from Dynasty and Unmasked come from. But the funny thing is, he was the main thing, I guess, to not have Peter play on those two albums. Oh. Huh. Peter only played on Dirty Living, from what I understand, on Dynasty. He didn't play right. anything on Unmasked. He wasn't involved right. in that at all. Right. Same producer. And yet, this is the guy that, that Peter brought into the Kiss fold, and he kind of like shut him out which yeah. is like really weird when you guys heard the beginning of the show the intro you heard that's the kind of sugar papa likes that and the song that i'm gonna play is hooked on rock and roll and on this song and the first song that you guys heard from peter chris the solos were done by steve lukather 
who was was and still is one of the the best session guitar players out there. Uh, the guitar player in total, the guy is phenomenal, and he, you know, even back in 1978, this guy this guy was had his hands in a lot of bands, and there's so many songs and bands that he's uncredited for playing on. And the, the solos are the solos are good in in these songs. So, BB, what'd you think about Hooked on Rock and Roll? I liked it. You know, I had a now that now that we're a lot older, and I have a lot more appreciation for the album. It's not as bad as I expected because I really don't. I couldn't even tell you the last time. It's probably been middle '80s, and I actually listened to this album front to back and gave it a good a good scope. And if you realize that it's Peter Chris and his background, and and I almost I almost use it more if I'm going to be stuck in an elevator for an hour, what songs am I going to like? What songs am I not going to like? And this is definitely one of the songs I definitely liked. Uh, I like the guitar, the piano, horn combination that that's in this, especially um, towards the middle of the soul, uh, the the chorus when Peter actually starts to like. Like I wouldn't call it screaming, but he starts to he gets that higher pitch vocal. It's really great. I, I I really enjoy it. And like I said, it it's a different perspective of of listening to this album, you know, from 1978. But uh, I really like the song. Really good tune. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, and um, I like the line in "Vaccinated with the Victrola needle." And for those of you out there that don't know what a Victrola needle is, a Victrola is an old record player, and of course the needle is the one what plays the records. You know those. Those black and different colored things now out there that they have called vinyl, and um, it's kind of a honky tonk kind of song. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, and that's the kind of sugar pop likes is the song you guys heard. I said on the intro, they're they're not bad. They're not terrible songs. I think it gets a a really bad rap. And believe me, I'm not going to listen to this album every day. It's not going to be these songs aren't going to be on my playlist. I have coming up and stuff like like that. But um, just check it out. Hooked on rock and roll.
right. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you guys kind of give it a chance. It's uh, like I said, this album kind of gets its ass kicked all the time. You know, it is what it is. It's just not your typical Kiss album. It's not your typical 70s rock album. I think this would be better maybe in the late 50s, early 60s <laughs> kind of shit. But, you know, not not terrible. Not terrible. So, uh, BB, what's your, what's your next song? All right. Uh, my next pick for off the Ace album, I figured since uh, the Potter Than Hell layers and in Northeast Pennsylvania, and we've been blanketed, seems like every time we record our podcast, there's some crazy weather going on. So I wanted to pick Snowblind from Ace. I think it's another another great opening riff shows Ace's ability as you know everybody knows how what a great guitar player he is. And the in the solo is it as as Sonny would say is bananas. Another another great, great tune from Ace. Yeah, I, I really enjoy this song. And BB, you're wrong. We've been inundated in snow, but we've not been inundated in cocaine. Oh, true, true. <laughs> Different kind of snow. <laughs> yeah. But um, great song, though. This is one of my favorites on there. I love the time change in the song. It's just, Sonny, it's bananas. You are correct. <laughs> and um, But just a great song. I love the solo, and I love how it, once it just kicks right back into the main riff, it's just, I think it's one of those moments on a, on a Kiss album that you're like, yes, that was the did it right it was perfect that was like oh my god one of those oh my god moments i think in a, in a in a kiss song that that you get once in a while i really enjoyed it i, I think uh that ace did a, a phenomenal job on this album and like i said he was the underdog i think going into this i think he knocked it out of the park especially with this song but when like, we saw him do it live a couple times in that that part like sometimes it was slowed down so much it was like a funeral dirge and you're like come on like a little too slow like Crank it up a little bit, but just live, it's it's a phenomenal song, and it's great live. Yeah, he was playing, because that's how, that if you remember, that's how the song ends. It seems like at the end, he slows it down, so maybe he's just playing that ending that ending run, you know, just to, because <laughs> he's showing his age. Great tune, and that, that, first, that first side is just fantastic, and like you said, it just, it, they didn't expect this to be that good. We'll, we'll talk more about that. He surprised them. He definitely yep. surprised them.
Right now we got a little word from Samantha. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. All right, you guys out there, do us a favor. Subscribe to the Growing Up Rock podcast. Check us out on iTunes. Uh, give us a review on Podchaser. Slip over there. Give uh, give Potter and Hell a little love, too. And um, you can find this podcast anywhere you can find a podcast. Yeah, there's Podchaser. There. They have their own Twitter page, Facebook. You know, we're on the we're on the same same uh, podcast genre as these guys, and you know we're always talking about pretty much the same kind of music. So uh, give us give us a little love, the Potter Than Hell podcast, because you know these guys are like our big brother. Growing up, rock they they really influenced us. They they helped us out a, a lot. You know, props to Steve and getting together with these guys and figure out how to get this this podcast going yeah give give us a check out all right okay finally i get to pick an ace song thank god <laughs> I, i'm like peter christ out right now i picked the song what's on your mind i think it's 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 like probably the most different song on the album it's it's got kind of a dress to kill feel for me where you have you can listen to some of the songs on dress to kill you have the the electric guitars backed up with the acoustic guitar and i think this song really brings that out to the forefront and it's a, a really cool song. I got to see him perform it live once in a club down in Allentown, Pennsylvania, uh, and it was it was cool. It was like so unexpected to to see that song, and you know because you, you got the usual you know the usual suspects that Ace would play from his album, but like I had never even heard of him doing this song before, and it, it's a it's a really cool song. Yeah, this this song really like you said it's different. It's not. It's not rock. It's, he's not talking about rock and roll or drugs or alcohol. It's almost like a, like a blanketed love song for Ace. Really different. It's 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 surprising. It's not not what you expect out of Ace at all. An, another great pick. And you know, there's like you said, there's not there's really hardly there's no skippable songs on on Ace's album except for. See, I'm not a I'm not a I don't know why he had to finish it with Fractured Mirror and. Yeah, well, that like kind of became a staple thing. for him, though, as he went along. I don't, right. I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind right. it. I'll listen to that over "Hold Me, Touch Me" any day of the week. <laughs> um, and it was, it was cool to see them do that when they did the whole thing live. I wish they had like higher stools that they sat on because it was kind of tough to see them from the back. And like I said, the sound system wasn't great, but like just a great kind of mellows it out at the end there. And it's just, it's just a, a good musical end to that album, I think. But what's on your mind, I think, is an excellent song, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy. It. And here it goes.
for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. And for the historic moment this week, I'm back to another Peter Chris song. I'm going to play the single You Matter to Me. And speaking of singles, let's talk about real quick, we'll talk about all the Kiss singles from the solo albums. Gene had Radioactive. Paul had Hold Me, Touch Me. Ace had New York Groove, which was the, the highest charting one by far. That ended up at number 13. I think New York Groove is a, is a cool song, but I didn't want to I didn't want to play that. I kind of wanted we wanted to get into a couple of the deeper tracks in the album. You guys all out there you know New York Groove, which is weird though because Peter Chris's album was the lowest charting Kiss album. The highest it got was 43, and he was the only one that had two singles released from his album. It was Don't You Let Me Down was one of the singles and You Matter to Me was the other single, which you're going to hear in a minute. But neither one of those charted. Yeah. All the other guys' solo album single releases charted, and Peter had two, and neither one of them charted. Yeah, I really think they were fishing for another Beth there. Um, they're almost pretty much similar sounding, the two songs. You matter to me, I, I, what, what I really, the, the keyboard in it is so cool in this song, and it surprises me that. You know, it has that 70s vibe to it, and I'm really surprised, like, why it did not chart. Maybe the thing is this, that what bothered me of this song is I was surprised by the male background vocals of this song. There's, like, certain parts, like, there's, like, a deep back background uh, voice in it, and I... Like, you think it would have benefited from a female background vocals? I think it would have fit a little bit better, but it, it, that was the first thing that, like, really confused me. Because... Because after you're, you're listening to Ace, Ace has some female background, and, and, and part of Peter's has some female. But I don't know what, they did, what, what the male, heavier background vocal is on this song. Hmm, I never, never even thought of that. So uh, here it is, You Matter to Me, one of the singles off of the Peter Chris 1978 solo album, You Matter to Me.
Okay, and not to be mean or anything, but thank God that's the last Peter Chris song on the on our on our episode today. But like I said, I, I don't I I don't hate the album. I, I it gets a really bad rap, and some of it valid, some of it not. What's your feelings, real quick, BB, on Paul's and Gene's solo albums? I'm a big, humongous fan of Paul's album. Um, like I said, that was the that was the one I got back in you know the younger years, and to me that was almost like another. Kiss album, you know, you have the, you have the vocal that you're used to, and back then, you know, you didn't have your your YouTube or your bootlegged VHS copied of concerts to watch. So when you hear a drum back then, I'm thinking it's still it's still the band. It just all of these songs on this album are Pete or, or Paul's. Like just Peter's Paul's not singing, you know, Gene's not singing, Ace doesn't sing. So back then, I thought it was just all right. I'll sing all of them. And then just like the other albums when, when they were released, I'm like, and I just figured, oh, it's just Peter is singing all of them and they just have somebody else playing drums and maybe Paul's just playing like a, not more like a lead, but more like a rhythm guitar type thing. Right. That's how I thought. But yeah, to, in my years, Paul's album is the, the, the one that, that's leading the race in this. What's your two favorite tracks from it? Um, I would have to say uh, "Love and Chains." I love that song. The opening riff is fantastic. Bob Kulick, he's the he's the he's the all star of this of this album by far. And then uh, another one I, that that I really enjoy is "Move On." Um, I, I like the background vocal chorus on the "Move On," and and once again the the guitar work on that song is fantastic. How about you, Roddy? What do you like on Paul's album? I'm a, I'm a big fan of "Take Me Away" together as one. 
love that song. And uh, wouldn't you like to know me? Is just a, another another fantastic song. You know, you could go to move on and go by. I mean, there's it, right. everything everything on that album except for "Hold Me, Touch Me." <laughs> but I, I think it's great. And like I said, it just missed my my number one pick of the album just because of that one song. Right. And as far as Jeans goes, Jeans is a little eclectic album, I think. But after listening to it, gearing up for for these episodes. Um, I think it's good. I I love living in sin and burning up with fever. I love. I lo- I think that I love the dun, dun, dun. I love the just the groove to that song. I think it's really good. How about you, Virginia? Well, that's good because we we have one we have one repeat. Uh, burning up with fever. I love the song. I just don't like when he goes one two one two three four and then that silly guitar plucking. If that wasn't part of the song. The song, like if you just started with with the opening guitar riff, I think that'd be fantastic. I, I don't know why he does that. I, I don't get it. Another one I like in there is uh, "See You in My Dreams." It, it's more of a somewhat of a of a Gene uh, lyrics. You would think. I mean, it's more like you know he, he sees her in the corner and she's alone. It has a cool opening guitar riff. I think in in there too, and it's very short. It's like 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. It, and boom, he gets right into singing, which, you know, nowadays you, you don't get very much of that anymore. So there were the two, there were the two spotlights for me. And I, and I was almost kind of disappointed in Gene's album. It, it, it just seemed like it, it wasn't like the, the dark Gene. Or it wasn't like, the demon Gene. It wasn't demon. It wasn't demon yeah, at he all. He just wanted as many people on it as he could get, I think. Just like there's like Joe Perry plays on it, Rick Nielsen, and right. Cher's on there, and there's a whole cast of characters on that album. So, all right, you guys, uh, hope you enjoy mine and BB's solo. There's our word of the day. Ooh. Solo album episode. You know what we're going to do? We're going to do it in grown-up rock fashion. We are going to shuffle, rattle, and roll. BB, shuffle, baby. All I right. was channeling Steven on that. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys. Dream.
Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock.